0: to the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren, and today, Jai is with me again, and we are going to be reviewing the amazing 1996 film, Romeo and Juliet, directed by Baz Luhrmann. I'm really excited. Say hey, Jai. Hi. <laughs> it's always really so hard to prompt an intro, I'm sure. I
1: think i just so excited that it took me a while to digest
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we decided to watch this because, uh, yeah, it was on the star, it's on stars right now. If you have Hulu, you can sign up for a free trial for a week. So I saw that it was on there and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do this movie. So I was like, okay, we have to do it. So now we're going to do Romeo and Juliet, which is crazy because I, I always think about it and then I think about, oh yeah, a lot of people either don't talk about this enough, so I'm glad that it was available that we could watch it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, rewatched it because I've seen it like 10 times, so.
0: (laughs) Cool, so let's go into it. What are your, what are your overall thoughts with the film? Like, what's your, or maybe should we even go into, like, what are you doing now? Like, we're on day, I'm on actually day 19, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, what are, like, what's, What's the, the chit-chat on what life is, and then we'll get into the, the movie. <laughs> what are you
1: um, up to? Well, today was meant to be my beauty day. Not all day, but, you know, a few hours. But then um I just had things to do, like cleaning, and, you know, you can get quite obsessed with cleaning. And, um I mean, I can anyway. But, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, nothing has changed since last week, I don't think, I'm still doing the same, just trying to have a routine and um, catching up with a lot of people on video calls, um, drinking as much wine as last week, um, <laughs> eating more, that's actually, yeah, that's the newest thing, I, Like the only thing that's changed, I'm definitely eating way more than last week. Oh, really? Yeah, like I feel that last week I was more like discipline and the week before I had more discipline really and now I'm like, oh, I just need to grab a snack and, you know, an hour later I'm just going to get some more and, yeah, it's not cool. I'm going to be really fat by the end of this pandemic.
0: No, you're not. I mean, who cares? I feel like that might actually help you in this case. Help me? I don't know, it might help your immune system. I don't know.
1: Like everyone
0: everyone can stand to gain like 10 pounds from it. So I don't think anyone should be freaking out. Like we'll be fine. I feel like I'm glad that we at least so far have food that seemed like I would be more worried if there wasn't food and people were not being able to eat. So I guess I'm trying to find the silver lining in it. And when everything opens back up, then I'll just probably, maybe I'll just become one of those exercise people. Maybe I'll. This will turn the tide because I'm not an exercise person at all, and maybe this will turn the tide, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I can go out now. I'm gonna go running like every day now." Maybe because you like, never mind. Yeah, so maybe this is maybe just you know, there's some kind of silver lining to everything. I guess. I guess you can yeah, say. You. Like I mean, I think... oh yeah, go on.
1: <laughs> Sorry, we're like talking at the same time.
0: Um... You know, every podcast I've listened to, like you said, other people are recording it this way. I feel like a lot of shows now are like this because everyone's kind of forced into remote. So yeah. it's
1: hard. That was like I can't see you. So I'm thinking, um, is she about to say something or is it my turn? I can't really
0: see even, it. Even 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 then, because I I tried it once, but the thing is if your internet lags even like two or three seconds, it'll you'll still end up stepping on people's words. Unless you have a crazy fast connection that's real time and like HD, but I feel like if there's a slight delay, you'll still end up like, it'll still be like two or three seconds where you're like, what? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try to pause a bit, but
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not doing serious journalism here. People We're talking about a movie. (laughs) Like, I mean, we're trying to have fun. So we're trying to pass the time. So, you know, we're not running, like, a news organization, so I guess we're, we're going <laughs> to take ourselves too seriously here. But oh, have you oh, watched What have you been up to then? I've been uh, watching uh, Tiger King. I can't even no. tell you. I really wish I could turn this podcast into a Tiger King podcast because I am literally riveted, and I would love to talk about it all the time. And maybe in some crazy way or maybe if there ends up being some kind of bonus section like I'd love for people to have me review Tiger King because I have so many fucking thoughts like I
1: mean I think you have to do it even if it's not 90s I feel that you can make a the section because it is such an insane show you can't even make that up you can't no, like, no. they so absurd and crazy that it, it would make – if it was a film and you were watching it, you would think that this is, like, a terrible movie because it's all so fake and ridiculous, you know?
0: How far have you gotten?
1: I'm on that episode where i'm um, one of the husbands dies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just don't know. I shouldn't say that because I don't know if people are listening and well, they're going to be like,
0: you know, they, don't, they don't know – who? I'm just gonna say that's it. If you haven't seen it, then we won't talk about it anymore. But maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do like a, a special episode recap when you finish it. Yes, please come I don't even know how I don't even know how I could do it. I feel like they're in every episode, they're just every five minutes. I'm just like, What? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Whoa. Um,
1: can we also can we just take a moment to like Talk about fashion because that show is just mental. Like it's so mental. What everyone is wearing. Yeah. I'm telling you, if it was a movie, you would be like, "Who came up with this? Like, who's a costume designer for the show?"
0: Yeah. Oh, easy.
1: It's just it's crazy. Easy. It almost feels like it was like arranged to look that way. And like, yeah. Oh god I mean, that
0: lady, the the woman.
1: Oh, Carol. <laughs> animal print.
0: like her bike is animal print like her bicycle is animal print it was just it's crazy like we will we'll have to do one we might just have to do one just for shits and giggles because it'll just be a bonus episode because there's just too much to talk about and yeah. uh yeah but yeah everyone should watch tiger king i'm sure it's out on netflix like all over the world at this point i'm sure i don't think it's just the states but uh but yeah so uh We'll go into Romeo and Juliet because uh yeah, they kind of are a little similar. It's a little outlandish kind of a visual language to this film too. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But let's just start overall and Jai, what are your overall thoughts of the film? Like what's your history with it? When did you first see it and everything?
1: Um, I I was fifteen and I watched it with my friends and my sister after school. Um I obviously was too young to be much of a film critic then, but I just remember thinking, like, being so mesmerized by um, the version, like, that version of the film, but because I saw the, the 60s one, like, when I was younger as well. I watched mm-hmm. that one, and then obviously you know the novel, so just start to see a modern version of it and with Leonardo DiCaprio I was just like totally in love with him so I'm um, like I'm sure every girl was um but yeah
0: I don't, you were. the funny thing is I don't think at that point in 96 uh Leo was on his way to becoming a heartthrob but it wasn't until Titanic that literally everyone knew his name yeah so he, he was he like people knew about him. He was on the way, but he wasn't like the Leo that we know now, or like no. the Leo that we know like two years after this. It was like, oh my god, Titanic.
1: But I Titanic. think that obviously I I've seen so many films with Leo before, like by then, like mm-hmm. I was really grew up with him. But obviously he looked amazing in the film, and I feel. I'm I'm not sure if it was this film or Titanic. I like just um, that's when his life changed pretty much. I think it was it was Romeo and Juliet. I think he said that after he shot these, like his life just wasn't the same because he was just like uh, being followed by paparazzi everywhere, and he knew that that was like a turning point.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it was like within those like those years, like the Romeo and Juliet Titanic years. Yeah. At least for, I know for, as a fan, I feel like a lot of people didn't know who he was until Titanic. I'm sure in Hollywood, like people, I mean, cause lots of people saw Romeo and Juliet, but I feel like mm-hmm. in, in that way, I feel like he, he was more of like, like he became more of a heartthrob to everyone in Titanic. Yeah. Everyone saw that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like so specific. Like this was very like, you know, Shakespeare, so it wasn't like everyone saw it, but
1: yeah. Yeah. But um so yeah, obviously was a huge part of it. Um like my sister and I were totally in love with him and um also I think the music um was so cool and it was all the bands that we were into and that we were listening to then. So I think that was like another huge part of the film. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I loved it, and I've I've seen it about ten times. Like last time I watched it was two months ago on a plane, as well, somewhere.
0: (laughs) Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: It's kind of I almost exactly the same thing. Like I was thirteen. I was in seventh, like seventh grade, like in school, and we were learning about Romeo and Juliet, learning about Shakespeare in school. And we saw the 1960s one, and we were all like, mm, like, mm. I mean, it was, it's okay, but as to a 13-year-old, that 60s one is not riveting.
1: Yeah, you know, It's very
0: much like a play, like going to see an old play. And then when this film was coming out, there was, I mean, there was a lot of promotion about it. And then when it came out, we, we went to go see it in the theater, uh, not my class, but like we were to go and then kind of write about the adaptation. So I wrote about it in school and I just became obsessed. Like I just became obsessed with Shakespeare in general I started reading a lot of Shakespeare and like at a pretty young age, I just got really into it because of this film. And I think this kind of, I don't know if this, I mean, cause I'd seen a few other films before this. I think I started really watching films when I was like, maybe 11 or 12 I had like a friend who had some older siblings who would be like hey watch this tape it's really cool and it would be like it would be like weird like my friend gave me Annie Hall the Woody Allen movie Annie Hall when I was really young and I was like this is really weird but he was like you have to see it it's like the greatest film ever I didn't understand it and then of course I watched it like years later when I was 17 and it became like one of my favorite films but but it's, but it was like, I started watching a lot of movies, but this was just unlike anything I'd ever seen. And then yeah. learning about it in school, I was like, wow, the, the colors, like the visuals, everything. So I just became obsessed. And obviously, yeah, the music, they used to play on the radio all the time. They used to play that garbage song. Oh my radio. God. You
1: know, like crush, right?
0: Yeah. hmm yeah. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. So yeah, that's kind of, yeah, it was almost the same as you. Like I was just really super into it. And. Yeah, I just loved it. I still, to this day, have only seen Titanic once and will never watch it again. It's probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, And I don't get the appeal. I, I I was always kind of mad that everybody was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic. I was like, he just said Shakespeare. Like, Titanic is bullshit. Oh I what think you it, was,
1: because it was more mainstream. It was a huge production, really big actors. And like, I think, yeah, I don't know, like, People love that film. It's crazy. Yeah. And just, that film by Celine Dion was played um, everywhere for years.
0: Everywhere. For
1: years, it was like number one. I don't know. Right. Yeah,
0: it's a big deal. That's so crazy. Yeah, we had we had kind of a, a similar experience with it. Yeah. Well, I have some uh, director, I looked up uh, Baz Luhrmann, the director, and like some just some production notes about it, because I always find that really interesting. So uh, Baz Luhrmann is Australian, Australian director. Uh, his first film is Strictly Ballroom, which was released in 92, which I have not seen, but it, oh. I think it's an Australian film. Have you seen it? I have not, no. Okay. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I I try to look for it, but I I think it might be a hard one to find. I'll have to look again. But he has worked again with Leonardo DiCaprio in 2013 on The Great Gatsby, which I think if you've seen The Great Gatsby, which I've seen once. I have. Can... I've seen it three times. <laughs> oh, okay, great. You can definitely see the director's eye, for sure. I mean, he definitely has that very glossy, very, like, bright, colorful type, you know, I guess eye or visual language when it comes to his his movies. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yeah, he did Australia with Nicole Kidman and like I think it was like Hugh Jackman. He did that. Um, he did Moulin Rouge, which I did not see. I wasn't really uh like into. I wasn't really like I guess interested in seeing it. Like I'm still not, but I've seen little clips and definitely the same kind of style. Like very. Vibrant. Have you seen Moulin Rouge? You
1: I have. Don't. I've actually seen a lot of his films and um, like the shows that he did. Um, one of them. Um, I did not like Moulin Rouge because it's just like a musical, like too much. Yeah. musical, and I don't like musicals. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't really like a lot of the people in it. Like, I don't care about Christina Aguilera. I don't care. Is not at Christina- She's not in it. Sorry, she did the soundtrack. She, was she did in. That soundtrack.
0: song, yeah, I was gonna say she did that I
1: song. Not like that song. I never did. Like I just never got into her. And then there was um, there was just a lot of actors that I didn't really care for. I just didn't really like. It was not appealing to me in any way. Um, but I watched. I watched it like probably twice. I thought I'd give it another go, but um, yeah, I didn't like it. I love um the Grey Gatsby and. I like Australia as well. It was a good film. But do you see um The Get Down? Do you watch that?
0: No, I started it, but I it didn't grab me.
1: Oh, I really liked it. Yeah. It's weird. There it, is a lot of that aspect, like kind of musical um vibe to it. But it's really good. I, I just really loved it. But I didn't know that it was me, actually. Like, I just watched it, and I only found that, like, recently that it was um Bath Lerman. Um Whoa, cool. yeah. But did you know um did you know that he did that number five ad with Nicole Pittman? Um the, Chanel? the Chanel
0: number
1: five, yeah. Do you remember that it was definitely like being played at the cinema like in um like before the film, like kind of like a really long it was like a really long ad. Like, I can't remember so. Yeah cute. I'm sure you know maybe it was played on T V but I don't really I don't really recall that. Um it's like really famous and it's kind of like in New York on a rooftop and it's really over the top, like really cinematic, very really similar vibe to Modern Range. Oh rooms. okay, mm-hmm. I'll
0: talk
1: up. Yeah it's like Um, Nicole Kidman is like obviously like famous and a celebrity and this guy is like really beautiful is like really famous actor and um, he's just like a number five Chanel Uh, but it was like so expensive it was like 33 million what? the the budget Chanel actually had a budget of 33 million it's not oh wow yeah that's
0: crazy wow I did not know that
1: yeah I mean it's you didn't know that it I mean, I didn't know it was by him, but then when you watch it you're like, Oh yeah, okay, I totally see his style in it as well. Um so yeah, that's quite cool. You should watch it. I mean it's really over the top and very like Yeah, crazy, I'm really
0: looking it
1: up. It's quite cool. Um and did you know that he he was like a creative consultant for the Met Gala? Oh, which one? I in don't
0: general? know like
1: I couldn't find like, I, I couldn't really find which one he was involved, I, I'm guessing or assuming that he was involved with several, like, or in oh, several, McDonalds, cool. maybe. Oh, cool. But I know he was, like, one of two or three creative consultants um, for it.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Which sort of makes sense, because, you know, like, you would want someone like him on board for that, because he's imagining yeah. his eye and style, is just so cool um
0: so yeah cool well and and in mentioning what the budget was for that Nicole Kidman commercial or for the Chanel commercial of uh, the budget for Romeo and Juliet was only 14 and a half million which I think was oh, pretty cool that's yeah. good. granted that is 1996 so there is like a period of inflation like I'm sure maybe now that would translate to like a lot more but I still think that that's very modest for what they were able to do it looked like it was like 500 million dollars I mean it looked super expensive the way it, like everything like the sets the clothes I mean everything the cars
1: yeah it does but at the same time it's a bit of both because I feel like all the stuff um all the things that were filmed on the beach were kind of really low-key like I don't think that cost much, you know? Like, yeah, more, yeah, probably not. The ballroom or like the big party, the fancy dress party, that obviously was like a huge production because all the costumes and you know, but yeah. um, I think the fact that it was shot um in like Mexico and like other places, is like, prob- it was probably really cheap to do, you know?
0: Yeah, well I have here, it made 147 million. On fourteen million dollars, so that's pretty. That's, awesome. cool. that's that they cool. made over. Yeah, they made like a good amount of money. And then I saw uh, the first scene that Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes filmed was that morning after scene, which is so cool. crazy to know that that is what they filmed first. But I read that they, the like whole team and like production and everything, really wanted them to film that first because. After that type of scene, it's like everything else is going to be really easy to do. So I feel like that makes sense, that if you do kind of like a love scene or any kind of passionate scene that you're probably really anxious about, if it's midway through shoot or if it's at the end, if you get it out in the beginning, I'm sure like your chemistry works a lot better just throughout the whole film. So I don't know if that's a a technique that actors or directors do a lot.
1: It kind of makes sense. I mean, it definitely does make sense. Um you find of the one to spend the, you know, the most time. I don't know. I feel like you shoot the hardest part at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it makes sense. And, and also, Leo was uh, the only pick for Romeo and there was never any, like, audition process and he actually helped finance a trip to Sydney to talk to, like paid his own way, to talk to Baz Learn about the project, and actually created a kind of video for the Sydney for like the Sydney Acting uh, Commission or whatever they needed in order to gain funding. So Leo was like really behind this project from the beginning. Oh, and wow. he had like, he got a lot of the actors really excited to come onto the project because he was attached and because he personally like really wanted to do it, which I thought was really great. Um and another great little jai tidbit. Um, Baz Lerman personally asked Radiohead to compose exit music for a film. The film that's in the the, the yeah. ending credits. Uh, yeah, I had never so seen that. Cool. So yeah, I cool. had no idea that he asked him to do that. And apparently, talk show host the the song that you hear, I think two or three times in the film. Yeah. I didn't know it was a B-side of another it song.
1: B-side of the band. Yeah. It
0: is. Yeah. That's so cool that it was a B-side and then it got, you know, really, really known, you know, after that.
1: Yeah. And I love that, um, exit for, um, exit for film is like included in like, okay, computer, you know, that's yeah. really cool. because I feel like sometimes when artists make, um, song for films, you, I mean, obviously, they're, like, just the soundtrack. They don't get, they don't, they're not part of the, their album, but it's yeah. cool. It's really yeah. cool.
0: And also, I wanted to give a, just a little shout-out to uh, Donald McAlpine, who's the cinematographer, because, like, fuck. I mean, the cinematography and the costume designer named Kim Barrett. That was her first film she ever did costume on.
1: Oh, How wow. That's crazy. amazing.
0: Isn't that amazing? There's Kim Barrett, she's Australian. And mm-hmm. after that, she did the Matrix costume. Like, she's – look mm-hmm. her up. She's legit. She does a lot of really dope films now. But I can't believe that Romeo and Juliet was her first because this film is – I mean, you even see now people are doing collections based on this film, based on, like, oh, what yeah. they're – Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah,
1: that, that's so cool. I, I'd love to know her um... – creative process to do the questions because it doesn't obviously like it's not just like like a modern version of the of the novel it's just a completely different thing it's just like
0: separate
1: yeah. people, you know it's not like they try to recreate something and like I don't know these like 60s or like 60s style or whatever they just created everything like you know yeah. it's like um so I do wonder what they they base the costumes on. Like what was it? Well costume? I have
0: I have a bit of information on that in when we get to that, um uh, when we get to talking about the fashion and everything. But I'll link it in the notes. There's a really interesting article on ID from a few years ago where her and I think the production designer who's also a woman, they talk about uh like their their costume inspirations. And I have a few yeah. notes on that too. And also, another interesting thing is the next Baz Luhrmann project that's supposed to be coming out in 2021, although who knows now, is an Elvis biopic, and Timothy Chalamet is playing Elvis. So that's...
1: yeah, I hear about
0: in the pipeline apparently. Yeah,
1: let's yeah. see. You
0: know, he's not like, young. Know, Yo, yeah, so we'll see.
1: So about I'm that. not like super impressed, or like you know,
0: with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, or just. Crazy.
1: He's fine, but I don't think I feel like they switch to a big boss about him. Like,
0: yeah, that's a whole other podcast. That's like an unpopular opinions podcast because I have an issue with people comparing him to Leo. I was like, no, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I don't
1: think so. It's not his fault, obviously, but he, no, he, he no. Know when the industry makes that kind of comparison. They're like, they yeah. knew whatever, you know, like it's so lazy that people just can't describe someone like as a separate thing and they always have to say oh this is like the young version of whatever actor of yeah Mm -hmm.
0: he's not like I don't think he's like Leo at all I think no no it's like 25 years later I mean the films are different I mean everything the content's different I mean everything's just really different now so I feel like it's. I think they just mean like heartthrob. Like girls are all over him, just like girls were all over Leonardo DiCaprio when, when he came out. So I mean, it's kind of like I guess. But well, moving on to the whole vibe and themes and fashion and and music and everything. So what what are you like? What are your favorite fashion moments and and fashion. everything?
1: Um, well, they say much, but so, um. I love. I honestly just love that. Um, I love the the costume that um the mom wears. Well, the costume that the mom wore at the party, that Cleopatra's outfit. Oh um, yeah,
0: that's
1: pretty cool. It's just so like. Oh, I love to wear something like that. It's just like secret and embellished. Um, just like really, really cool. But I actually really love um bolts outfit as well.
0: The devil or the one in the beginning where he's wearing
1: all yeah, black? the no, one at the party. I mean, he just looks great, honestly, in every scene. Like, I love what he wears, but um, I love his outfit at the party. It's just so sleek. And, you know, you're not really used to seeing men wearing, like, fitted clothes like that, but with that looking sort of I don't know. It's just really stylish and really sleek.
0: I have, um, a, note, I have a note about. What? Okay, I have a note about John Leguizamo in like, talking about the actors in it, and I was super impressed with John Leguizamo in general in yeah. the film. It was like, amazing. I, yeah, yeah, I did not expect that from him because I think I'd seen, like, some kind of, like, funny, like, weird movie that he did before that. And I was just, like, I didn't think he was a serious, like, a dramatic actor. I thought he did more comedy and things like that. And I was just really impressed by him in general. But I do, yeah, I do love out. But I love how he's supposed to be Juliet's, like, first cousin. I looks absolutely nothing like her. I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think they would be in the same family tree. But, I mean, and compared to the other, like, Capulets that he hangs out with. I was like, this is yeah. really like Juliet's family. That's the only, like, kind of casting weird there,
1: yeah, no, I think um I mean it's just I, I just love that. I think it's so different from anything else that you've seen or you had seen at the time. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like there are quite a lot of notes on that, on the fashion just in general. Like um like Prada and Dolce and Gavana made a lot of the costumes and like
0: Yeah,
1: so cool. And I feel like you can really see it without even knowing. Like I feel that you know the priest he has this, like, white... He, I feel like he wears it, like, pretty much uh, most of the film. Um, he has this sort of, obviously, white tunic, but the middle, it's embellished. It's like a heart. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's green and, like, embellished. And I feel like when you see that, you, you think, oh, that's so Dolce & in the 90s because that's what they were doing. Remember, Madonna. They were making a lot of Madonna's um, costumes and, like, for um, clothes.
0: Oh, cool. And it was all that. Bad.
1: Yeah. And, but it's funny, actually, because you were think that the shirts, the Hawaiian shirts, were Dolce & Gabbana, but actually they weren't. They were Prada. Prada did oh, that.
0: Cool. They did and, custom, right? It was, like, custom yeah. stuff so that you could buy. Yeah.
1: And they um she also did the wedding suit, Leo's wedding suit.
0: Did you um, do uh, the dress? Like
1: the white dress? Yeah, she, she did that and also the angels, Um, uh, not actually that's light. Like, the corset that she wears at the, um, party, that's Dolce, actually. Oh, cool. Her wedding dress was Prada. Um, and all the, I think basically how they broke it down was that Prada Focus on the Montague family, like on all the Hawaiian shirts and all that yeah, un- yeah. kind of pieces. And then um, Dolce & Gabbana did the Capulet family, like they did all that like velvet and like leather, yeah.
0: um,
1: all the embellished pieces, which is really cool, you know.
0: That's really cool.
1: Having like big designs. Yeah,
0: yeah, like aside from the fashion, like my two standard, like I mean, I'm obviously against like guns in general, but I love the guns, like the guns. I mean, I'm against not guns in general, but I'm against like gla- like glamorizing them for like what they do, but just the the aesthetics of the guns in the film and how they're called swords, which I thought was really cool. Yeah,
1: and, totally agree with you. I know and, it's
0: Mercutio's gun where you can see that open magazine and you just see all the bullets lined up and it's like silver when he sticks it in the sand. I think when he goes and fights Tibble and he like you see him like throw the gun in and it says like it's something I forgot the name, it's on his but it's like a crazy one. And then in the beginning when they have the the gunfight at the gas station and all of them have like the Virgin Mary like yeah. on side handle, whatever that's oh. called. All. They're not a gun person, but it like there's the side part. And it had like the Virgin Mary and then underneath they had their like the seal, like their family crest and their name. So you could see like yeah. happy little Montague. I thought that was cool. Um, and I love those fast cuts too that they that they do. He did it more in the beginning. I feel like that's very like Scorsese. Those like mm. fast cuts that he was just like cutting really fast and you would see like the gun really quick and then he would scan over really fast and then you'd see something else or their eyes like just their eyes like he was very much into those like really quick cuts that I like a lot but that yeah. seems very Scorsese like like Scorsese does that a lot I don't know if maybe there's another director who did it before Scorsese but yeah. I feel it's a very like Scorsese thing but the guns and the cars I love the cars, oh, gosh. The cars are yeah. so cool. they're all variations of cars that we kind of have but like Romeo's car wasn't that was a kind of different car but then Tybalt's car was like an old Monte Carlo like an old 80s Monte Carlo I used to be really into cars in high school so you know yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like really into cars like street racing and the whole nine that's a whole other podcast but but uh yeah I was like really really into the cars when I first saw it too I was like oh my god these cars are so sweet and yeah, just everything. I just, I just, yeah. I, lo- I love the other things about it, like the guns and the cars and like the clothes and you know, just aside, their locations are so cool. Yeah, and uh,
1: this is amazing. This
0: is uh, did you recognize any places now that you watched it over? And I was like, they filmed it in Mexico City. Yeah,
1: you know, it's weird because I definitely knew that, but I think I just forgot about it, and I feel that. I rewatched it yesterday and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. It's so obvious that it's in Mexico City. Really. Like, it's they so people, cool. I mean, I think like other cities, obviously, like in Brazil yeah. are similar, like they're kind of hectic and really busy. And like, you yeah. can really see, like, um, they, they, in fact, there's a really famous building. It's like a tower. It's called La- Latin American Tower. And you can see it briefly when they're, um, shooting, like, like from a an helicopter and stuff. Um oh, cool. that that statue that is in there. So I don't know how they do that really. You know that they, Oh, that's that? No. I don't know if I was like I wonder how they do that really because I mean it's possible they built it and they just hide it there, um throughout filming. But that's not an actual um that's not real and it's not an actual it's a circle.
0: It's a circle. You know? And there's like
1: um, a big, it looks like the one in Brazil. Is it like the Redeemer? Yeah, it, it, looks, like like the, Redeemer? Yeah, it looks like the one in Brazil. But um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I need to look into it and see if I can find any info about it. But yeah, and then there is that castle. It's called Chapultepec Castle. Um, it's sort of in the middle of a park in Mexico. And um, it used to be It's quite old. And it used to be like... Um, presidential home. But oh,
0: cool!
1: We stopped. I can't really. Like, probably in the fifties. I'm not sure, but it's been a museum for a really long time. I want to
0: go to Mexico
1: City. <laughs> it is so cool. Yeah, and even you know those things. Like, I wonder what they filmed in Miami because it's quite similar to like beaches in Mexico, I suppose, like the same vibe. Um. I feel that by looking at the extras, it's very possible that it was Mexico. It was that beach in Veracruz in Mexico.
0: I think I think Veracruz, I, I think I read somewhere that that was a filming location.
1: That's yeah, because you can really see like it's kind of like um the extras look Mexican. So that's how I can tell.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Boca del Rio, Veracruz. Yeah. That's what it says. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, oh, it says yeah. the church is the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Del, is it Valle? Del Valle,
1: Valle, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a natural church that's still there. Um, but is that neighborhood is very close to Roma. So yeah, that, that's fine. But I'm talking about the statue, you know, of that. Oh, one. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I
0: haven't not, seen, I
1: haven't seen that's that. That's not like a real thing. That's not, that doesn't exist in Mexico. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, I really Um, like how it's very, like, fancy at the Capulet side. But then it seems like like Romeo hangs out in, like, a grungy, like, dirty pool hall and, like, a beach. And, like, he's rich because, I mean, I think they're both of the same, like, socioeconomic level. But Mm -hmm. it just seems like all of his friends are way more, like, down to earth. She's really young, though. Like, she doesn't really have any friends. Just the nurse, Juliet. Yeah. So we don't really know, like, what, you know, if she has friends at school or, like, I'm assuming she goes to school because she had that, I think she had, like, an outfit on, like, a uniform, like, she was going to school, so. Well, oh,
1: that's right. But yeah. it seemed like oh,
0: you got to school. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I love
1: and the music, obviously, I love
0: is it. so great.
1: Yeah, I mean, the music is incredible. But, um, they just love the whole vibe. Like, it's very decadent. You know, like yeah. the, the beach is sort of run down and people that are hanging out there, it's not like a fancy place like you said, you know, it's like locals and it's sort of like, I don't know, I'm not going to say prostitutes, but you kind of get that vibe. That it's kind of like a really decadent yeah. place, you know? Well, um, the, the
0: designers, they wanted to make it feel like Mexico City, Miami, and Venice Beach. Mm -hmm. Like, those were Mm – that's what they kind of wanted it to feel like. It definitely feels more like Venice Beach in the 90s or 80s, because Venice was like – and Venice is still – I'm not sure exactly right now, but when I lived there, it's still – it's like a grungier California beach. It's not, like, it's not Malibu. It's not – like, Santa Monica is very touristy, but it's definitely more of, like, the grungy – like a more grungy scene, I guess. But still not cheap, though. I mean, it's not, like, dirt cheap either, so it's kind of weird. But but I can see, I guess, the way Venice was, like, a bit even more grungy. I can see, like, that aspect of it, like the boardwalk and things, like the way that vibe kind of feels. But it's really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love I, I love love it. The when they're at the beach, actually. I think it's just way cooler than, like, when they're at the party. And, I mean, the party's cool, too, but it's just very different, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. I it had that amazing. as one of my, my standout performances when, when, like, we're talking about the actors. Yeah, let's the talk guys. about
1: the music. Let's talk about music.
0: Yeah, the, okay, well, the song, Number One Crush from Garbage, they play that on the radio all the time. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely link the Spotify playlist in the notes, too, because it's an amazing soundtrack. I'm sure... Most people probably heard it. They had two soundtracks. I have the second one, which is all instrumental. Um, it's, it's great. I have it on CD. I don't know if it was ever uploaded to any Spotify or whatever, but, but it's great. It's just a lot of like, there's a really great opera song at the end during the death scene. That's really good. That, that's on there. It's all of the, it's literally all of the, the instrumental music throughout. It's really good. Well, that
1: sounds amazing. Really, yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah, I I think um, I mean it's just funny to think that we had CDs and like you know, <laughs> and I played that like over and over like all the time. Like mm-hmm. when it came out, like you would just like play like ten times a day, you know, every day. Yeah, like, oh, but it's also stuff that you, I, I mean, I'm sure you like as well, like you were into it before, like you Radiohead and Garbage and um, Yeah, um Cardigans.
0: Yeah, Butthole Surfers, um yeah, cool that song. Song, Desiree, that like kissing you song. She had another song that was out before that, but the kissing you song I know was huge. Yeah and then, yeah, yeah. That is another it's another really good song. It's a really it also was a few bands that I didn't even know. Like that band Monday. Oh they yeah. Have a band yeah, one there. yeah. Okay, um, I didn't know them. and there's like and there's like one inch punch who I didn't know. There may be like three or four bands I think on there that I didn't really know. Gavin Friday I didn't know. I mean I know the song, but I didn't know like who he was. And yeah, but it has such a great mix of both.
1: Like, yeah, such a great mix for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, I okay, can we please talk about that song? Everybody's free um, on screen.
0: Yeah, I know
1: that song. Okay, I say I'm gonna confess that I
0: Did you cry?
1: obsessed. Obsessed. We knew all the words. Like, like.
0: They
1: were I cried, really I definitely cried <laughs> You tried? Yeah. I don't know It was really big in Mexico at the time Like it was, was just it? Yeah, and like if you went to a party Everyone would get so excited And people would just start singing along So like there will be Some people singing to the first Sort of paragraphs And then someone else would sing the rest And it was just like an essay It was so long oh, Wow yeah, and it just became this thing that we did. Like we will bunk off school and go to someone's place and listen to music, and we will play that song because it's like it's weird, right? It's a total weird song, but it's also kind of catchy at the same time. But I think if the beat or the melody is quite sweet and like pretty. Mhm.
0: Um, but I don't know. And the boy who yeah. sings is like really young. Pardon. The Boy Who Sings It's Really Young.
1: Is that oh, the same? Oh, no. Song? I think, maybe I'm confused. Is this song that is like someone is just, talk, it's, it's not really a song. It's like the guy is talking. So something like Wear Sunscreen. I oh, that's
0: nice. Baz Luhrmann. That's Baz Luhrmann, the director. That song came out after the film. That was just a song that Baz Luhrmann had. That's not in the film.
1: Yeah, but that was in the soundtrack, though.
0: Was it? It wasn't in mine. Really? No, it was like a weird song that just came out because I remember, I'm going to look it up now, it was like Always Remember to Wear Sunscreen. Yeah, like, no. wear sunscreen. Yeah, I know the song, but I don't, let me see, I don't remember being on the soundtrack. Really? Really? Yeah, it came out in 99.
1: Oh, no. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> Never mind. Just no, it's okay. I
0: mean, it's fine. Yeah. It still has to do with it because it's it was done by the director, Romeo and Julia. Like it's a Baz Lerman song. Which is weird. It's, but it's called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. That but there's right. the, the the song I'm talking about is the song that's called Everybody's Free. And yeah. it's the one without the boys um doing it. Yeah. Like and singing it, in, they yeah.
1: get married. Yeah, and I was like, I cried. <laughs> you like, yeah. what? No, I mean that song is so beautiful, and that kid just sings it so beautifully. Like, it, it's really amazing. Like, you like? Yeah. I feel like when. If you just listen to the song, you'll think that it's, like, an older lady, like a woman. he doesn't even yeah. sound like a boy, you know, like a boy. Um, That's so
0: funny, because I had this total picture of, like, you and all your friends playing hockey from school. Oh, no, that is not sorry. No, 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 no. like, what?
1: Ooh, the, other the other song was, like, weird, like, phenomenal, like, yeah. which is kind of silly, but, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry That's about sad. that.
0: <laughs> No, that's okay. That one, that one I definitely got because I know that one for sure. Um, oh yeah, so okay, let's, let's talk about just a few of the actors in it. I mean, I'm sure you all know the actors, but do you have any like standout moments of like what yes. actors are really like in it or something like that? Um, I honestly
1: think besides Leo, like my favorite actor was Harold, um, uh, Perina. Yeah, I
0: remember like,
1: that. Like, he was just amazing. Like you feel like you see him doing different sort of different scenes, right, so when he's at the at the party and he's singing and dancing thats I think my favorite my favorite scene i have I have three, but that's one of them um it's just so wild and he's just so funny and like I don't know, he's just amazing in it really um. Yeah. I have him down too. Even when he's at the beach, like when now just before they got to the party, and he's wearing, you know, that dress, and he's just kind of like moving. Oh, the, ecstasy.
0: the ecstasy scene.
1: Yeah, when he yeah. gives the, the, the pill. Yeah, um, he's mm-hmm. an amazing actor. And then obviously when he when he dies, that's like another incredible scene. I yeah, think. I wrote that
0: down. Yeah, like death scene.
1: It's just so. I think I actually cried when when. Oh was yeah. I definitely
0: cried like multiple times <laughs> throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, and um and another scene that obviously is like, I just like it just because it's kind of funny. Um, when Paul Rudd is like dancing with Juliet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's just like so random and doing these like. Funny really
0: though,
1: everyone is dancing along to this really slow sort of song, and he's doing like a bizarre dancing, and she's kind of laughing and giggling. Um, yeah. but he also really camp, you
0: know. He does, yeah. I just wrote Paul Rudd! Exclamation point! That's all I wrote. I know.
1: <laughs> like, Paul Rudd. He's seen so many films in. I mean, he's in just so many films in the '90s as well. But, um he always plays, like, a different kind of character, which, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what, like,
0: how he looks exactly the same now,
1: (laughs) well, he's a little bigger now, but, yeah, same as
0: Leo, but he looks the same, though, he's aged so well, like, it's kind of insane, he's, like, 50, he looks so good, he looks so good now, Um, I have, I have John Leguizamo as another actor I just thought was so impressive throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I, just, yeah, he I really didn't think he was, like, that great of a, of a like, dramatic actor, so I, I don't think I'd ever seen him like that. Harold Pernell I wrote down, I saw him in the grocery store in L.A., and I was, pretty excited what? one of my like LA moments when I saw him like in the Ralph which is like the you know safe or something and I saw him like in the aisle and I was just like oh my god it's Mercutio. but my friend was with me and they were like no that's the guy from Lost so I was like I don't watch Lost but he's in Lost but that's like what a lot of people know, know him from probably and yeah. he's also in you know, Oz which is really oh, good
1: I have not seen him but I know that
0: is he's it yeah. is amazing, but very, very intense. Like, I I think it has, like, six seasons. I stopped watching it during the beginning of five because it was, like, too much. Like, it, it's a lot. It's great, but it's a lot about a jail. Like, it's very intense, but it's a great show. But, yeah, he's in that, too. And then I wrote mm-hmm. down Dash M- Mihawk, I think is his name. He's uh, Benvolio. Uh, I He's in the beginning quite a lot but I just really like him as an actor and that might be the first time that I saw him and I was kind of like oh I love him. So what are your scenes? What scenes do you like? Um, the first one was the party scene, right?
1: Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. Um, the second one is when um, well yeah the second one is the pipe obviously at yeah, the beach because I feel like it's I love the way they capture that and like it's a gloomy day and it gets really windy and like the whole set changes and um, wow. that
0: was true really really me. in Mexico there was a hurricane in Mexico that actually that was actually real the weather no
1: way oh my yeah. god uh huh and it actually crazy.
0: changed the set and like fucked up the set and like that whole thing happened while they were filming it So I
1: think it's pretty that's cool. insane because I kept thinking like these doesn't look like a set, but then how did they do that? Because it, the lighting just changed, and then there is this wind and like rainy mm-hmm. thing, like stormy weather. And I did think, how did they do that? Because it, it, so far it looked like it was an actual beach, but that makes so much sense now that you say that to me.
0: Yeah.
1: But the third one is um, when Leah goes to the church to see or to be with Juliet um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just I love the set so much I think it's just so beautiful and dreamy with all the candles and the um saints and religious like or- ornaments and stuff I just yeah. I love that like it, I feel like not entirely sure what the music name um in that scene because for the most part the entire movie is like basically it's just music it's just like Music in every scene, right? But I'm not actually sure. Maybe they have some. It's probably really quiet and chill. But um,
0: it it is. It's on volume two. It's on the volume two soundtrack. The instrumental. There is music. It's like a, yeah. There is there is a song. It's like a very like low kind of operatic voice. Okay. Like not low, not lower than like low voice, but yeah, like a woman. But it's like the volume is kind of low. But it has like yeah. strings and
1: like yeah, it's a very like dramatic but yeah, I I, I really like I love that scene so much just because of well, because of what's happening, right, in the scene, but also the 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 whole ambience and um the set is just amazing. Like I would love to recreate that for a photo shoot, you know? I
0: know, yeah, it's really cool.
1: What about yours? What are yours?
0: My three are my 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 first Scene is when Roman and Juliet first meet by that fish tank. Yeah. I, I just love how there's just, there are no words throughout that whole scene. It's just all, like, you can just hear everything they're thinking by, like, how they're looking at each other. And I, I mean, just is love the, some, the, is it the color. Like no, no, not in that one. No, not what? yet. But I just love yeah. how they, I love how they meet. Like, I love how he just sees her eye at first. And then like, and then they both like, their heads both raised at the same time. And I just love the colors, like how it's that aqua blue and the fish are like neon and blue. Like mm. I just love how the whole like, I just love that. I love how they first meet. That was my other one. I just, um, my Correct. second
1: thing. I'm to interrupt you because I just need to say that I'm quite oh. surprised because it's such a like, I don't know, it's very like romantic and stuff. And I just didn't think that that will be your. One of your favorite scenes, like. Oh yeah. A little surprised, but that's cool. I learned something new about you today.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. I just like how I think it's filmed. I really just like the whole, I like how there's just no words. You know, I sometimes think that words, I mean, and it's really interesting too because in Shakespeare, like the words are kind of the key. That kind of is mm-hmm. what brings the characters together, but I really like how there, there are just no words. I think when I was really young, I just, I just, I don't know, I just got it. I just, I was just really, like, oh, my gosh. I think also it was, like, this aspirational thing. You're, like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to fall in love like this, where you just see someone, like, <laughs> love at first sight, and, like, that's it. You know, because I'm, like, 13, you know, and, like, yeah. you realize that, like, life is nothing like that at all. It's, like, the complete opposite. and I
1: mean, it's just
0: it. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. A romance <laughs> like that, it's just long, it's just, like this.
0: Yeah. It's just no, but yeah. So I like that scene. My second favorite scene is the scene when Romeo is has just like pretty much when he finds out from Balthazar that, that Juliet's dead, mm-hmm. and he like is in Mantua, well, like in exile. And I just love the whole scene where he like breaks down. And then when he's just like crying and screaming and then he's like, you know, I defy you stars and then I love the whole scene where he's just racing back into town. Like I love his I love like him driving, he's like super manic and he like has to get to her. The cops are like the helicopters chasing him, like he's getting the poison. Like I just love that whole like it's super fast now. Like it's just it's just ramped up and you know you're like headed towards that last act. I just love that scene so much. I love how he's, like, you know, super just, like, whoa, and he's just on it, you know, he just, he's just he gone, takes the car, and and then the death scene is my favorite, like, just the whole exchange when he sees her, and then when she, like, wakes up, and they kind of see each other, you know, and they just know, like, it's just doomed, but I love the end when they, like, the camera lifts up, and they just look like they're in the stars with yeah. all the candles.
1: and then that it shows
0: her, speaking, yeah. you know, like, montage, and like that
1: whole thing, I was just like, "Oh,
0: this movie's so good!" I was like,
1: "I love this movie so much." So yeah, that's... I mean, one amazing scene after the other. You know, like yeah, I I thought, I mean, I know it's a, bit, a little corny and everything, but all the scenes where they they they're kissing, um, in the pool and then in her bedroom, I feel like I don't know. I feel like those are like really like up there with like best sort of kissing. The scene yeah. yeah they have a
0: lot of they have a lot of chemistry it almost feels yeah. like i mean let's be real it kind of feels like the notebook the notebook's up there when yeah. like that raining boat or whatever the hell when you're just like oh my god and to find out that ryan gosling and Rachel McGowan hated each other through that mm-hmm. whole thing, like, they, they didn't start dating until after the, the movie came out but if you if you go back and research the notebook Ryan Gosling did not get along with her at first. Like, they didn't even want to read scenes together. He was like, I can't do this. And there's one scene, I think, where they're fighting where he's, like, actually mad at her. Like, he actually doesn't like her. But then I was like, well, you could never tell because, man, they look like they're, like, meant to be together if anyone is. <laughs> because no, but, but you know what
1: that is, right? It's like when you have feelings for someone and you don't really know what to do with them. So you like, you think you hate them, but actually you love them, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like kindergarten. Yeah.
1: The boy will be pulling your hair and and bullying you, and you're like, oh, no, why is he so mean? It's like he's actually in love with you. you
0: Yeah, (laughs) like, terrible.
1: That's how they tell their love, like, by hitting you and pulling your hair.
0: (laughs) God, that starts so early. But, yeah, it's just like, yeah. I mean, I it definitely is. I think this movie is definitely, like, one of the most, like, tragic and romantic stories obviously of all time but Yes I yeah, still really yeah. I love it. I still love it. I feel like my mind hasn't really changed much since watching it when I was thirteen. Like I still am like, oh I love it. It's so great.
1: Yeah, it's, just, I, mean, it's I mean it's really just a classic now, you know, it's really one of those films. Like it's um I mean, you can't really say it's, like, a cult classic because it's not. I mean, everyone is seen it, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah,
0: most people, I think, yeah. You
1: it's become, like, a classic.
0: Yeah, it really has. And also, a big, big, huge props to the director and the whole team having, like, a diverse cast, too. Because they could have made everyone white and then that would have just been it. So it's really great that they have, like, John Leguizamo in there. They've got Harold Perrineau in there. I mean, they just have, like... The the I think the maid is Latin too. The one who oh was, yeah yeah she was, yeah. oh she was yeah. in Harry Potter. She was the plant teacher. The yeah, it's taught- like, an
1: incredible cast because yeah. the one and the actor yeah. that plays the priest. He's so I mean he was he he passed but yeah, I mean, he's he was an incredible actor. I mean he he he, he did Hamlet. He did um In the Name of the Father. He did like so many incredible films, you know. The
0: yeah. U Suspects.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was in like, a lot of T V shows. Um and he was active pretty much until two thousand and eleven when he died. Um oh. but yeah, he's an incredible actor. Um and I mean I'm not really a huge fan of Claire Dane now because of Homeland. Because she's kind of like, I got so sick of her, like in the show. Because I I used to watch it. I never. That one. Yeah, I I really liked her first, but then she became really annoying, and uh, I really really didn't like her character. So I'm kind of like, oh no, I don't really like you. But in Romeo and Juliet, she's amazing, you know.
0: Apparently, Natalie Portman was supposed to play her. Um, oh, I'm exactly. she Thank God she didn't because apparently they said when they did screen tests together, um, she, like, she was, like, 14, and it looked like he was, like, molesting her. Like, he just looked they – were, they were, like, too far apart age-wise that it just, like, didn't, like, look right on screen. And then the girl who played Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think she was also uh, considered for it. And I think it was Leo who actually chose Sardines because he saw – how great of an actor she was in My So-Called Life. Like, she oh, wanted to go to the World like, Yeah, so he knew that she was young, but she was, like, really good. Did so you know how old she was? Do you know? How oh, old she was? I think she was, like, 16 or 17. Because However, I, I know. Leo, I think he was 20. Okay. Let me see. He was 22. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: she was... Seventeen? Sixteen? Let's see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Yeah she, looks really young. Yeah. yeah, she looks really young, yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's so great. I'm glad we got to review this one. I'm glad I saw it up on the stars account so that we can review yeah. it. Yeah. Now me things too. are harder. Yeah. So so, my, friend, my friend told me the other day, I was like, I'm trying to get my friends to watch this movie so we can do an episode and he's like well, Lauren, you're the producer now, so you kind of have to make sure people have what they need in order to produce the show. So I was like, okay, so now I have to find a way to get films to people so we can review them if yeah, they're not so on yeah. or anything.
1: So Thank you so much for getting me an account to watch it. That's really sweet of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure, I'm excited Well, we don't know what we're going to do On the next one, we might do something With music, or wait, we might just do a bonus episode On Tiger King, because like Why the hell not (laughs) And I'll just make it a bonus I'll make it a bonus, and we'll just talk for an hour About how insane It really fucking
1: is (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think like that I mean, I I can tell you That even my friends from the UK Are watching the show
0: yeah I didn't yeah. think I'd see it. I I saw the trailer and I was like, I can't watch this. This is crazy. And then you watch ten minutes and you're like, Holy shit! I need to keep watching.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I mean I I can't even. Yeah, I, I'm gonna save all my comments. Yeah,
0: we we need to save it for our for the next one. So it'll be really good. But it's been super fun. And uh, I guess we will see you on the next one.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>